We have spent days, weeks, months talking about the Indiana Hoosiers and what to expect from them leading up to Friday's game. But what about Illinois? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Thursday, September 1st. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Calendar has flipped over to September. We are one day away from the Hoosiers finally opening, opening the season under the lights at Memorial Stadium. They're going to do it against a Big Ten foe in Illinois uh, to learn more about the Illini, we uh, reached out to uh, a guest, Jonathan Alday, assistant sports editor of the Daily Illini, to get a sense of what to expect from Illinois, What uh, talk a little bit about their Week Zero game, talk a little bit about the team as a whole and his kind of outlook for Friday. So don't want to keep you guys waiting. Without further ado, let's throw it to that conversation. And as promised, we are now joined by Jonathan Alday, the assistant sports editor of the Daily Illini. Jonathan, uh, what is it like to have already played a, a football game as we uh, head into week one? I don't really understand this week zero uh, thing, but I guess what's it like to have already had a, a football game under your belt? Uh, it was definitely uh, a lot more uh, hectic heading into the first week of classes, uh, just because you have all your classes starting up, then you have all these media availabilities for uh, the football team. And you're just trying to balance it out, but it was good. Uh, good uh, good crowd appearance, so that's always good for a home opener. Uh, but yeah, week zero's done it two years in a row at this point. Um, don't know why they do it. I mean, they have their own reasons. They give their own reasons to the media, but every single time, it's just, it, it feels weird. feels like it defeats the purpose of having week one if you're going to start a week early with week zero, but uh, neither here nor there. They did play on, on week zero, I guess. And uh, Illinois beats Wyoming 38 to six. Uh, I mean, you, we, we talked a little bit about it earlier this week. You can look at statistically Wyoming, especially throwing the ball, got nothing going. Whereas Illinois led by Chase Brown um, ran the ball extremely effectively want to start just kind of obviously I, I watched a little bit of the game didn't watch a lot of it if you just look at kind of the box score you see it, it kind of looks like Illinois got off to a bit of a slow start it was only 17 to 6 um, late into the third quarter before they kind of won going away was that the sense that that you got kind of covering the game I mean the game started off with a boom like we had I think yeah they started off the kickoff return, took them to around the 50. I don't remember exactly the yardage. Um, took them around the 50, two plays later, they had scored a touchdown. So I think for everyone that was in the stadium, and even us included, we were all surprised. Uh, not necessarily because we didn't believe that they had the ability to do it, mostly because it just happened. Uh, mm -hmm. Start to the season, you score in two plays, like not even a minute had gone down on the play clock. Uh, so I think after, that I don't know if it was just expectation that we were going to score in every single minute, uh, but it did feel like the like speed of the game tapered off a little bit and had a few three and outs. Uh, 
for the most part, it seemed like the first part of the game, they were just chipping away uh, at that Wyoming team. And obviously the chipping away aspect, Chase Brown was responsible for a lot of that. Finishes with 19 carries, 151 yards, two touchdowns. Came in with a lot of expectations. I assume one game in, he, it seems like he's lived up to him. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think he was one of the – he had a thousand-yard rushing season last year. Uh, so I think the expectation is definitely for him to get it again. And I think most people within the building and even within the media, like, don't doubt that that's possible. Last year he was out for a few games because he was banged up early in the year. So he probably should have got more, but – and just being able to reach that thousand yards is definitely a huge testament to who he was as a player. Um, so definitely him getting 151 yards the first game that it brings up the question of, is he the one of the best running backs in the big 10? And he, he probably is. Yeah. There aren't going to be many better that Indiana is going to face this season. Now, kind of the downside to, to playing a week zero is injuries are going to happen a little bit earlier in the season, uh, two notable ones that uh, it seems like two different outlooks heading into week one, Josh McCray in the backfield. Uh, sounds like he won't be available against Indiana. And then Isaiah Williams uh, as a wide receiver, what's just kind of the status of those two guys? Uh, so Josh McCray, he's out for, he's definitely out this week, probably the next few weeks. Um, we weren't really given and we're not really sure of what the timetable is. It's not a season ending injury. So um, he'll definitely be back by the time November, December games start rolling around, but he's out for a few weeks. So there'll be a, definitely a spot to fill out uh, running back to uh, Isaiah Williams. Uh, he's much different. He cramped up during the game. He was on the sideline, I think for the fourth quarter. So um, just because the game was going the way it was, I think the coaching staff, had decided not to put him back in. Uh, that's what they told us. They didn't feel like a need. They pulled out most of the uh, starters anyways, so they're like, let's just let him rest. The first game, it was hot out, very hot out. Uh, mm -hmm. Sun was blazing down onto the stadium, so cramps happen. Um, obviously, it was a, definitely a scare for everyone that was in the stadium because Isaiah Williams is wide receiver one. Uh, yeah. But it, I think it was uh, relieving for everyone that was a fan. And I think the team just to know it was just a cramp. Yeah. And last season, as you said, Williams led the team in receptions yards tied for the lead and receiving touchdowns. McCray was second rushing yards, but we mentioned earlier in the week had a number of big performances, uh, a couple of them during the season. So that'll be a big loss for Illinois. Maybe the, the part we, uh, that hasn't been talked about enough is defensively. We mentioned Wyoming goes five of 20 for 30 yards and an interception uh, really struggled on the offensive side of the ball. What'd you think of the defense in that week zero game? I think they played lights out. Um, obviously we expected a great defense out of Ryan Walters. He proved last year that he's capable of leading a defense and coaching the defense up, making sure they're all prepared very well. Um, for every single opponent. Sometimes it works, sometimes it didn't. But I think ultimately it really showed how much work he's put in this uh, last summer, making sure all his guys were coached up and all like ready in the playbook. They 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 killed that Wyoming offense. Like yeah. they had nothing going. I think they had a few scrambles, uh, which we'll probably talk about a little bit later. But 
for the most part, they just couldn't get anything going on the air. Uh, you know, on the ground, it was mixed results, but I think it's a good sign of we Illinois lost a lot of players this last year. A lot of them went on uh, to the NFL draft and are just uh, uh, undrafted free agents. Um, so definitely being able to fill in those holes was definitely a priority uh, and a concern throughout the entire summer. But I think for the most part, at least against Wyoming, which you can take that with a grain of salt, uh, they play, they all played very well and played uh, pretty cohesively. Yeah, I want to zoom out and, and talk just kind of what the, the mindset is going into the season for Illinois, even despite having played a, a, a game already. As you said, it's Wyoming, a little bit of a grain of salt, but I'm sure you, you have a better sense now. So uh, let's talk a little bit about this team as a whole here in just one moment. Before we look at kind of Illinois big picture, let's talk about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline.net is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. I've mentioned it a couple times this week. Let's try to get this YouTube uh, family growing. I want to aim for 500 subscribers by the start of basketball season. We've already seen an influx since we uh, began talking about this this week. Let's see how many we can get, uh, how quickly we can get to 500 subscribers. See if we can get there by the start of basketball season. Appreciate all you guys that are subscribed over there already. And those of you that may be watching us over there right now, shout out to all of you guys. Now let's get back to this conversation with Jonathan about the Illini. Let's start back on that offensive side of the ball. Let's start back with Chase Brown. Obviously he's going to be the big focus. I guess how much do you expect Illinois to kind of rely on him this season? I think just because of the nature of who Brett Bielema is, I think they're definitely going to try to be a run-first offense um, and just have the passing game complement them. Just because last year was just so shaky with the passing game, um, they had to rely on the running backs a lot more. So I feel like this year it's a little bit more different just because they have seemingly a quarterback who can stay more uh, cool under pressure um, and just has that potential to – uh, complement the running game a lot more. I think it'll definitely be balanced. I think the offensive coordinator, Barry Lunny Jr., and both Bielema there both said there's no real set of amount of plays that they want to run for each, the running backs and passing game. Um, they are just going to game plan for whatever works out, depending on the team. I know they had mentioned specifically with Wyoming, uh, which uh, – We'll probably talk about a little bit next. They hadn't taken as many deep shots. And I think a lot of us in the media and a lot of fans were wondering where those were. Obviously, we'd heard a lot about Tommy DeVito. He comes in, transfers. Uh, but we weren't sure how uh, accurate he was down the down the field. And they had taken a few mixed results. But I think definitely having that strong running game will help them spread out uh, the field a lot more. Jo- losing Josh McCray is 
very rough just because him and Brown were a really good one-two duo. They needed short yardage situations, just ground and pound. They called on Josh McCray's number every single time. So making sure that they find a good replacement of that will probably ease the load a lot off Brown uh, just to make sure that he's durable for the rest of the season. That quarterback position, uh, I mean, it. you guys had a little bit of a quarterback battle, maybe not quite as tight as the one Indiana has who – we still don't know two days away from uh, from the game. We still don't know who technically won it. Uh, but with Illinois, Tommy DeVito, as you mentioned, comes in 27 to 37, 194 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, as you kind of said, the doesn't just looking statistically doesn't seem like a lot of deep shots. But I mean, if you're looking for a game manager, it seems like he fulfilled that role successfully against Wyoming. Yeah, definitely. I think heading into the season, there was definitely a big question mark on like who Tommy DeVito was going to be as a passer. I think for the most part, everyone assumed that he was going to be the starter, mostly because the now backup Art Zatowski, he was out rehabbing for most of the spring. Uh, he was with the team and getting those mental reps. But for the most part, I think everyone believed that Tommy DeVito, he's, he transferred. It was probably likely that he was going to get the job. And game manager, definitely, we'll see how much more he can do. Obviously, it's just one game. Uh, I think it was his sophomore year in Syracuse. He really showed out as a passer. uh, And then injuries or whatever slowed him down the uh, following years. But I think one of the big takeaways that we got was his ability to just have more time. That was one of the things that was really stressed. Uh, can Can we give him more time? Can we give him more time to make those reads? Uh, just make those passes. And there were some, there was a few passes that obviously he probably would have wanted back, just throwing them behind the receivers or just mistiming them. Uh, but for the most part, I think he was, he was making sure that he spread the field. He was, I think the final number was like 12 different players caught a reception. I think that's really a testament to the scheme that they're uh, implementing with Barry Lunny, which so far so good. Uh, and just his ability to check every single option um, and uh, just make those plays whenever needed. Yeah, and to that point, as you mentioned about having time, I meant to pull the quote. I, I I did not, but I remember reading after the game where DeVito was talking about the offensive line and just actually having time to kind of go through reads and, and go through progressions each play. Uh, and a fan saw last season – how much a good offensive line or a bad offensive line can can make or break a a season, and especially when it comes to Illinois with wanting to be kind of a run-first offense. Uh, how important is this offensive line going to be this season? I guess are you expecting them to perform like they did against Wyoming throughout the season? I think overall there was definitely some miscues throughout the offensive line, I think. Uh, for people who don't know, this offensive line group is all very new to their own positions. I believe all but one of them, it was their first game playing at the position that they were playing. So the center's mm-hmm. new, uh, and I can't remember all the other positions off the top of my head. They had two Juco transfers um, come in, uh, and I think one other player that had just gotten more playing time, but it was their first time at their position, so definitely gaining that um that connect that I don't know how to say the connections and just sort chemistry, of chemistry uh, basically yeah that chemistry uh, it's probably very important for them playing 
in practice probably helps him a lot. I think Bielema had stressed that he wants to keep those uh, front five together at all times, making sure they get to used to each other's tendencies. But last year, the, the big difference, most of those players played probably like 90, 100 snaps in their entire career or like played on a start 100 games. Um, so that last year's offensive line was filled with a lot of super seniors, a lot of experience, a lot of chemistry, worked with each other for a very long time. So I think it's just growing pains for this new offensive line. They kept the pocket pretty clean. There wasn't a sack last, uh, last, uh, the last game. So I think that was something that definitely allowed DeVito to make those reads. Uh, I think the running joke so far is that uh, he owes them dinner, um, but we'll see how well they do the rest of the season. Uh, it's growing pains. I think that's the big thing making sure that they're uh, making the right pass protections, making those, uh, making the right calls, getting used to the new scheme, obviously. Uh, I think over time, they'll just become a better and better group. I found the quote while you were talking, and it, it, it did make me laugh. Uh, it was after the game. He said, uh, it was a lot of fun. My body feels great right now. I'm not taking shots here, but I think this was the first game I've been in where I did not get sacked. Am I fair to say that? And anytime you say I'm not taking shots here, it's probably going to come off as you taking a shot at uh, at somebody. But, I mean, it's an interesting dynamic because Indiana's kind of the opposite. They struggled a lot last season, but everybody, effectively, everybody's, there is a lot of experience in that starting group. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, the different dynamics at work there. Uh, a lot fewer questions about the defense. Start off with that secondary, and and as I mentioned, holds Wyoming to 5 of 20 passing, 30 yards with an interception. Is that going to be the biggest strength of this uh, Illinois defense? I think they're definitely the most well-coached group, probably. A lot of them, there, there wasn't as many like plug-and-play players where they might have not had as much playing time. I think for the most part, I think Devin Witherspoon, uh, Sidney Brown, they're both players who played a lot last year and just being able to continue what they were going off, which was towards the end of the year, they were really making sure they were keeping teams, I think, close to like 21 points every single game. Uh, and Brian Walters and then that entire defensive staff has done a really good job of just finding the right players to fill in the gaps that were left out. Uh, like I mentioned there was a lot of players that went out to the draft and just lost finished their eligibility so making sure that there was the right players to step up at the right times I think the big uh, the big surprise that Wyoming game was Quan Martin we hadn't heard much about Quan Martin beforehand I mean other than the coaching staff saying how great he was but I think we were all a little skeptical on like what he was as a player on the field um, and he proved that he can he can play his role and he can do it very well. And he, I think he finished the team with the most tackles. Um, and yeah, he, I think that for the most part, that secondary is definitely going to make some offenses, uh, offenses question whether they're going to take some deep shots. Um, I think the only pass that Wyoming had made towards the end zone was towards their tight end. And Sidney Brown just fought the guy for it. Um, and I think that was just a real testament how gritty and how tough uh, all these all these uh, secondary players are going to fight for that ball. Yeah, Martin led the team in both tackles and passes defended. So kind of a a look into how important that secondary is going to be. What, what about the rest of the defense? Which is uh, some strengths? Are there are there questions there as well? Uh, I think there's definitely depth 
Uh, depth is something that the team has uh, stressed mightily. I think there's definitely a few players that are probably like that aren't starting that are probably going to get some playing time this year. And I think that's great for the longevity of them. I think the big question mark, however, is just mainly getting to the quarterback. I don't think that they had any sacks this last game. Um, so that's definitely a question. Once you get into more mobile quarterbacks who are going to go out of the pocket, try to scramble for some yards like Peasley did, um, Wyoming quarterback, or just making sure that you get through those big 10 offensive lines. Obviously, Wyoming's offensive line, is, they are what they are, but big 10 is something different. And I think that's something that they've stressed, uh, stressed very much, uh, just making sure that they're getting to the quarterback. And I think it's, it, it might have been just been a scheme thing, just making sure that uh, they were making him pass. Obviously, mm-hmm. no one knew what Andrew Peasley was going to do at quarterback. I think he got minimal playing time while he was at Utah State. So just making sure that they played to their strengths, they played to the secondary, they made him pass, and he didn't do very well. Um, but longer term, once we get to, I think we're, we're playing Michigan, we're playing Michigan State, we're playing Iowa, uh, obviously, Indiana, that offensive line, it might be a little bit harder to break through. The good news for you is that no matter who the starter for Indiana is uh, on Friday, they're not going to be described as mobile. So they won't have to to worry about that this week. But it might mean, uh, to your point, a different kind of game plan and maybe some more pressure uh, in that sense. want to take a look uh, at kind of your thoughts heading into Friday's game here to wrap things up here in a moment. So in reading kind of your recap, your your notes and players grade piece, you finished it off by kind of expressing still a little bit of skepticism about this Illinois team. I guess what's the source of that that skepticism, uh, even having played as, as seemingly as well as they did against Wyoming? I think it's just it's mostly skepticism at a few things with the team, but mostly skepticism on how consistent can the team stay. Uh, the team finished five and seven last year, but they, they lost to Rutgers, but they beat Penn State at home. They, you know, they got blown up by uh, UTSA, but then also beat Minnesota at home. So definitely towards the end of the season last year, there was, it was win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. Uh, they obviously capped it off with a great win over Northwestern, but I think this, the question is how long can they keep the winning streak? Last year – like I mentioned, they played a week zero game and beat out Nebraska, which was an upset in many people's uh, many people's eyes. And then they followed it up by getting destroyed by uh, by UTSA. Um, so I think the question is, we can play this week zero game, but how much does it really matter long term? Can we still make that play uh, week one game, especially against a Big Ten opponent, a Big Ten uh, opener for the season? Uh, can can it translate? Can the success? Uh, be sustained. Uh, another skepticism I have is just the special teams. I mean, other than like the kickoff, kickoff return, which I think they did very well, the kicking game, there's a few question marks whether it was just an operational failure, but they went uh, kicker, uh, the kicker, Caleb Griffin, he finished the game off one and three. Uh, he made a 27 yarder, I think it was, and missed on two that were like 40-something 40, 40 and 51, I believe. Um, so it just brings questions like we're going to be playing probably a lot of these teams a lot closer. 
this year. Can we make that game-winning drive, and can he make the field goal? I think that's a longer-term question. When we asked the coaches, I think they all expressed that one of them was was like probably his error, but the other one was just a, the entire like unit as a whole just not going as quick as they probably could have placing the ball. Obviously, there's so many things that go into the kicking game and the punting game uh, that most of the time it goes on the kicker. Uh, but obviously, that unit has to get together. We just Illinois, they just had probably two of the best special teamers they had in their history that we had, Blake, uh, Blake Hayes and James McCourt. James Court holds a lot of records in kicking, so having that drop off a little is definitely worrying for a lot of uh, a lot of fans. But I think over time, Caleb Griffin hasn't played much because, like I mentioned, James McCourt's been on the team. So just getting that rust off is definitely going to uh, be essential to make sure that Illinois can make a bowl game this year. Yeah, and in a game that most are predicting on Friday is going to be really close. It's those small margins that can often kind of be the, de- the deciding factor um, heading into this one. I guess what, this is a two part question. So we're the first part, what kind of concerns or questions still exist for Illinois heading into the second game of the season? I think obviously who's going to fill in running back too. I think both of them had some snaps this last game. So they definitely showed that they're capable of filling in that spot, but it's obviously not going to be as effective. I think the biggest question is, what what's the game plan for Indiana? Are they going to take more of those deep shots since, or is Indiana just going to force them to take it short or just wear down Chase Brown? Obviously, as much as Chase Brown is doubted, he's only human. So how much yeah. are they allowed to use him, and how much are they going to depend on him during the game? Uh, that's really the big questions. Can can they get to the quarterback? Uh, how much are they going to run the ball? How much are they going to be able to pass? Uh, who's going to step up again on offense? The wide receiver group, it's a mixed bunch. Uh, Isaiah Williams obviously leads them. You had some highlights from Pat Bryan. Uh, uh, Brian Hightower also came in and made a few plays. Uh, Tip Ryman had a few passes and was able to contribute, but Really, how are they going to be able to pick that defense? I think that's a big question. We had seen Barry Lunny's offensive scheme against Wyoming. How does it fare against a Big Ten team? Uh, I think that's going to be the big question. How much sustained success? I think those are the top concerns that I have heading into Friday. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, to your point, what the game plan is because Indiana has a lot of questions offensively, but defensively, and especially that secondary, um, about as proven and, and a known commodity as there can be for, for the Hoosiers. So it'll be interesting to see what approach Illinois takes. And the flip side of that, I guess, what kind of questions do you think were answered uh, in that Week 0 win? I think just the defense. Were they able to maintain that success? Uh, I think Brian Walters led one of the biggest turnarounds in Illinois history as far as defense. and. The questions were, was that was that a fluke? Obviously, he had had experience coaching a lot of defenses. Uh, I think the zoo, he was one of his previous stops. But I think they showed that they can be a pretty good unit within the Big Ten. And just within college football in general, they're all very well coached, uh, which I think is a testament uh, to their ability to learn and just learn the – defense and just be prepared. I think that's one of the big things that they attribute. It's, uh, 
just how how well they prepare them for every single matchup. All right, we're going to wrap it up by putting you on the spot a little bit. Uh, the line has moved down to Indiana minus two and a half, so it's virtually a toss-up. What is your prediction for uh, Friday night? Oh, I'd seen a scoreline. I'd seen a prediction where they were just going to tie, and I just thought that would, yeah. that would be the funniest thing in the world. But I think, I think, I actually don't. I, I'm a I'm a go over on that. I think they Illinois might win by like four points. I don't know the score, um, but I think they're definitely going to go. It's I Illinois is going to do their best to not keep it to a field goal. I think making those statement wins is definitely something that they're going to be prioritizing. But if it goes down to a field goal, I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah, this is a, a big game for both sides. You mentioned earlier trying to get to a bowl game. Um, this is one of the more winnable games for both teams, especially in Big Ten play. So a very important game. I hate that. I'm not a big fan of starting with a uh, a Big Ten game, but uh, I guess it ups the drama right away. And uh, going to want this win, so it's going to be – Highly contested, should be a fun game. Looking forward to it. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you on, on social media and find your work at. Uh, DailyIlini.com. That's where we publish all our articles, all the entire staff. We do a great job uh, covering everything Illinois sports. Uh, you can find me at JonathanAllDay7 on Twitter. Uh, I post a lot of uh, quotes from press conferences. I post a lot of other work that our uh, staff does. So uh, just anything really uh related to illinois and we got you covered yeah big shout out uh i went on the website that's how i got in contact with you the great work that you guys did covering that game last week great work i'm sure you will do this week and uh so you guys can be sure to check in on them them to get uh illinois kind of side of things in, in all the sports that we're about to play them in as the the school year gets underway thanks a ton for coming on today jonathan and uh I would say best of luck, but best of luck the rest of the season after Friday. Big thanks once again to Jonathan for coming on and talking to us, getting us all prepared for tomorrow's game. Thanks to you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to get you all that last-minute info ahead of the game. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you guys get podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter if you have not already, at LO underscore Hoosiers. We're going to be live tweeting the game tomorrow. You guys can join in on that conversation. Subscribe to the podcast if you have not already, whether on YouTube, whether on Apple, whether on Overcast, whatever app you guys may use on your phones as well. Leave that quick rating and review if you can. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, everybody have a terrific Thursday. We're one day away. Elio.